coming to the Combine. Jimmy, how we doing? I'm doing great, and you're right. I leave on uh, Monday for Indianapolis, which uh, I've, uh, I hate to do the math on uh, how many nights I've spent in Indianapolis over the years. But I know it's triple digits, and uh, and a lot of times it's it's cold and blustery up there. I do think the weather's going to be decent the first part of the week, which is good. You know, we had an interesting conversation um, yesterday with Justin Mello, who said that the Big 12 is going to do a conference that, as a conference their their workouts, okay? Rather, And they're still going to do individual workouts at their prospective schools, but they're also going to do one as a conference. If the SEC and Big 10 follow suit, and then that's the ACC, and everybody starts doing this, how do you think that's going to affect the combine in Indianapolis? And do you also think, Jim, that the NFL is pretty close to pulling the trigger on the combine in Indianapolis because they keep signing these one-year deals into moving this thing around like they do the draft? Yeah, and it will be interesting if other conferences follow suit. I mean, I think with the combine you are seeing, and and this has been going on for a while, the prospects decide to go and do the interviews and do some of the drills but don't want to run and don't want to do some of the other things so they've had more time to train and they want to run on their own you know, at their own place and uh, have people around them that makes them more comfortable so it has been trending in that direction uh, here in recent years but I know that the league loves the uh, spectacle that the combine has turned into I think they'll do everything they can to keep it together. Uh, I do get the sense that they're itching to move it to L.A. or Dallas or somewhere. Uh, I think everybody else in the league is hoping that doesn't happen because from a logistics standpoint and from, uh, a, walkability, you know, from a walkability standpoint to a prospect standpoint to a meeting people standpoint to teams conducting business standpoint indy's perfect again you're not going to get great weather there but indy's a great walking city so many hotels in close proximity to one another uh you know it's got a great venue to hold it good place for meeting rooms uh, a good place to say hey i'll meet you here in 10 minutes and you can be there you try to move this thing to la the spread out as it is it, it is not going to be nearly as uh, well run an event. And same with Dallas. I, I, I just I hope they don't move it. Even though I'm not a huge fan of, I mean, I, I don't hate Indianapolis as a city. It's just they're, I'm not going there on vacation. I can promise you that. And, uh, but it, but, it, but it's a good place to have the combine. Things I've never heard people say. Going on vacation? Where are you going? Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Can't what? wait. <laughs> Can't wait. All and, and there's some good restaurants. I mean, they got they, Elbows, they do, yeah. uh, there, mm-hmm. and uh, and Iria's is a great Italian place on College Street. Uh, I could tell you, I've, I've been, I've spent so much time in that city. There's you know, there's a good running path along the canal there. I mean, there was, uh, you, I've seen the Pacers a couple of times when I've been up there for the combine. You know, it's it's for a week when the NFL is there, it's, it's kind of a happy place, but, mm-hmm. uh, but it's not a, d- a destination city in my book. Yeah, no doubt. So I, I do want to ask you before we get into some Titan stuff, you, you just got back from the Super Bowl as well out in Vegas. And, you know, I've worked many Super Bowls. I haven't done it in a long time. 
And I know the work that goes into it, and you have been doing it year after year after year for a long time. In fact, Justin, Jim, and we've talked about it on the mm-hmm. show before, I think when Jim joined us, he saved my life once out in Arizona. But that's neither here nor there. It's a lot of I was, work. Yeah, I, was gonna, I was trying to figure out the best way to bring up that you spent a night in my bed one night. Yeah, and, uh, that is a in, true in story. Super Bowl, but that, I wasn't in the room, uh, but, but you were able to sleep <laughs> off uh, what, what you had going on, well, which is good. I know you're sick. It was the calm before the storm when I was in your room. That night was the storm. And it luckily wasn't in your room, but but thank you for uh, you saved my bacon that day. Thank you for it, being a friend. Jim. Yes, thank you for being a friend. It is a lot of work, and you did a great job of covering the Super Bowl yet again this year with some really cool footage and interviews. But again, I'll re- reiterate, it's a lot of work. People don't realize the hustle and bustle. Do you? You don't really get to appreciate it till it's over, right? I mean, are you in that mode, or you've been doing it so long? Is it, you know, second nature? You don't even think about it anymore. What What are your feelings now that you've just wrapped up another week of of covering the Super Bowl? Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's a, it's a blur, and uh, and I've always kind of taken the stance that uh, if if my place of employment's going to send me out there, I better work, and that that could have been the Tennessean. And now it's working for the Titans. And, uh, and when I was working for the Tennesseans, certainly it made sense because I could write anything. And, uh, and you're covering it from a league perspective. And, and, you know, there's always stuff to write. And when I started working for the team in 2015, you know, after covering a good number of these, I wanted to keep going, but wondered whether or not they sent me. And I kind of took the approach, hey, I think it's worth going and kind of, hey, let me prove it. And, and you can tell by the covers, I appreciate you saying something because it, it is a lot of work. But there's not only are there Titans angles out there, I talked to Will Levis out there and I talked to you know, Ty J. Spears out there and I talked to Jeffrey Simmons out there and I talked to, of course, Chris Johnson out there and I saw Tank Williams out there. But there's a ton of stuff that I'm still writing about today. I wrote a story on Boomer Sison today talking about Will Levis and the Titans. And, you know, I have, I get stuff for that week. But for weeks to come, there's always local angles, you know, on these teams, former Titans, former University of Tennessee volunteers, former Commodores, former MTSU guys, former people with Nashville connections. It's a, it's, it's nonstop work for the most part. And when you're in Vegas and you're on the West Coast and, uh, and you know, when you wake up at eight o'clock, uh, well, I, I, you don't wake up at 8 o'clock. You know if you wake up at 6 o'clock, it's really 8 o'clock in Nashville and 9 o'clock when the East Coast. So stuff gets going faster. So your days start faster. There's now stuff that goes on at night. Uh, you know, the Monday night event that they have, uh, you know, they've got an NFL a Monday night opening night event. They've got an NFL honors on Thursday night. There's other events they have during the week. So it's, it's wall-to-wall work. And, uh and uh, but I I feel like again if, if they're sending me I better work so I try to get as much info out of it as I can write as much tweet as many videos it's funny I was on and I don't know what your station's uh, policy is on mentioning another outlet so I apologize for doing it but I was on with Joe Rexroad and and uh, you know and uh, Robbie. Robbie Stanley earlier in the yeah. week and. And Joe Rexroad brought up 
the fact that I had gone to the U2 concert on uh, uh, at the Sphere on Friday night of Super Bowl week. Cause that was the that was the one night where I kind of did something, and, and somebody while we were live on air commented in the comments that you know, if you would spend so much time screwing around like going to concerts, maybe you'd get more work. And I'm oh my gosh, and I, I chuckled because it was Let- and I, and I, <laughs> so, yeah, so it was like it really is wall to wall work. <laughs> I, I was able to do something cool to go see you two in the sphere, but other than that, it was it was pretty much nonstop. I hate that I didn't exercise anymore out there. I hate I didn't eat well, but it was but it was a busy week and a productive week. And I have to say, um, part of me was leery about going to Vegas for the week because you know usually when I go to Vegas, I'm ready ready to get home after two or three days. It was probably the best run Super Bowl that ever couple. Oh wow. Again, okay. Logistic standpoint, mm. access standpoint, the city and the buzz standpoint, everything the way it played out, it was it's probably my favorite and, and that was twenty five for me from a work wow. standpoint. Well that's mm. saying a lot. Mm. Jim White on the line with this Tennessee Titans dot com uh, is where you can find his work. Um I would have been by the way, just for the record, I would have been thoroughly disappointed if you would have not done something fun on a Super Bowl trip. That's part of the perk of working your butt off is to get to do something fun. By the way, that night when all that, when hell was breaking loose at around lunchtime and I ended up going up to your room, I had been working all week to get Suns Spurs tickets. John McClain is the one who came through for me in a suite. And I had to miss it because it was that night. That's, you know, that's part of it. Like if you don't do something fun, like you're, I would have been disappointed. You have to. Like you'd lose your mind. And I have to yeah, and I have to say that wasn't even planned. It was crazy. It was Friday night and most of the haze in the barn by that time of the week and I happened to run through, into somebody going through the hotel lobby at six six thirty before an eight o'clock concert. I said, Man, I'd love to go to because the guy had a connection and then I said, See if you can give me a ticket for Saturday night and then a little bit later my phone rings and hey, can you be at the sphere? At eight o'clock, and I'm yeah, you bet I can. So, oh wow! Uh, I got showered, cleaned up, and and walked from Mandalay Bay to the Sphere, which is about two miles. Uh, mm. and made it for the for that show. Mm. You walked it. I I, I took a Uber. Uh, I should say a Lyft because the Titans are a Lyft company. I took a Lyft from the airport to the hotel, and then I took a Lyft from the hotel to the airport. I left the city. The rest of the trip, I. I walk everywhere. No wonder uh, like you didn't work out. That was like, your workout. Yeah, like yeah, I like the exercise, and I like the atmosphere in Vegas too. So I wanted to walk. Oh, you so, liked it a lot, man. No kidding. So something. Uh, last thing on my end. Uh, something that we don't know. We've talked talked about, but we just don't know yet because we haven't been around the staff. And I don't even know if you have the answer, but I, I guess I'm just asking for your opinion um, because we'll find out later on. But you know, new staff, new set of eyeballs. It changes things for players, either for the good or for the bad, right? Either the old staff, they'd still be on this roster. New staff, nah, not for us, or vice versa. Who do you think this new staff, if you could pick one player that it will benefit moving forward, a new set of eyeballs on them, how would you answer that, Jim? Well, Will Levis is the easy answer um, just because you know you've got a, a head coach now and Brian Callahan, who has worked with Peyton Manning and worked with Derek Carr and worked with Matthew Stafford and worked with Joe Burrow, and, and it has a great offensive mind. 
and uh, and his mission is to make Will Levis as comfortable as possible. And I'm not going to say that that wasn't Mike Brable's mission or Tim Kelly's mission or Charles London or Pat O'Hare, anybody that kind of worked with him in the past. They all, you know, were were focused on trying to help him be better. But uh, I think Brian Callahan comes at it from a different perspective and uh, with a really good track record and having success success with quarterbacks who have been, you know, successful in the league. So that's who I think it benefits the most. And then uh, in turn, you know, I think everyone on offense that plays, you know, receiver or tight end, you know, whether it's Chica Conquo or name any of the receivers, and right now it's still kind of TBD who those guys are going to be. Uh, I think all those guys will benefit from a more wide-open offense because you guys know how it's been around here for years and years. It's been a run-first offense and 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 uh, pretty predictable on a lot of downs. Now it's going to be a lot more pass and a lot more wide-open, and I think everybody on offense is going to love it. Jim, uh, Derek Henry at his uh, press conference after the last game called you out by name, sir, and thanked you and says that he hopes that you get to write that game story one day of the Titans winning the Super Bowl. I, I you know, and listen, Jim, not that you don't deserve it. I think that's fantastic. I, I wasn't looking for that, and I've been wanting to ask you, what, what were you thinking when Derrick Henry is spending part of his, you know, part of his thank yous and includes you in it? Well, that was cool. I mean, it, it certainly, yeah, and it, it, as you said, Justin, I mean, he mentioned a lot of people. To he did. Show what a classy guy that he is, you know, thanking people, you know, in the cafeteria and thanking people, you know, that work maintenance around the building, thanking people that help him on a day-to-day basis, getting him ready to play, uh, people that have done anything for him in that building. And, and uh, you know, it was it was cool for him to name me i can't lie I mean, it, 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 when, when he went through all of his thank yous and then he kind of looked down at me i was sitting in the front row filming him you know it, it you know it, it made me feel a certain type of way because you know i have seen a lot of guys come and go and you know, i date back to the steve mcnears and eddie georges and i see how these guys are when they come in and i see I've seen them when they've left. I've seen them when they have started, you know, making, you know, having a family and becoming dads. And, uh, and I've seen them now as they reach their, you know, forties and fifties and have their own kids play in the NFL, you know, like Brad Hopkins. And, and, uh, so I, I remember Derek Henry when he first came in. Uh, to the building and people questioning why the Titans picked Derrick Henry. They already had DeMarco Murray and I watched him go through his growing pains and, and, uh, and wait his turn. And then I'm fortunate enough to see his career, you know, play out and him turn into an, you know, uh, the NFL's rushing leader and the face of the franchise and, and then seeing him do it in such a classy manner, you know, not only as a, as a leader and a and a productive guy on the football team, but the way he's handled himself in the community. So it kind of made me think, man, this is just crazy to hear him, you know, kind of giving his goodbyes in some ways 
thinking his career's over and then thanking me along with it made me feel good because it's a, as you guys mentioned, the Super Bowl is a lot of work, but covering the team is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. I spend a lot of hours, make a lot of sacrifices, try to do as good a job as I can. Derek's always been great to me. I've always tried to be fair to him, but I, I sure, certainly appreciated him saying something about me. I didn't expect him to do that. Certainly, he didn't have to do it. It kind of speaks to the kind of guy he is, and you know, I think that says more about him than anything else. Jim, there's a big day coming up here less than a week now uh, when the Titans will break ground on their brand-new $2.2 billion stadium. And I shouldn't say it's theirs because it's not theirs. It belongs to the city and, and to all of us, really, so they say. So my question is for you, how much time are you going to spend, you know, covering that and covering that aspect as far as the stadium growing up from nothing um, when you still have a football team to cover, I've been watching, and I confess to you, Jim, I've been watching videos of other teams. I think the Raiders did a four-part documentary on the building of their stadium, and uh, the Rams have done. So I've been looking around about how other teams have covered something like this. What's your approach, if any? Well, I don't know. I mean, the, the, the groundbreak is happening on, uh, I guess, what is it, Thursday of this Thursday, week? I'll be yes, in sir. Indianapolis. Indy, yeah. talk, <laughs> talked about earlier. So, uh, so you know, the, the thing is, there's a football team that's, that's number one in this, uh, in this city and number one on my radar. And, uh, so I can tell you that'll be my top priority unless somebody tells me otherwise. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, People are only going to be fired up about the stadium if the football team is having success and winning games. And uh, so I'll be chronicling that part of it. And I'm sure part of it, there'll be a lot of other people involved in our coverage, just like there always is, you know, whether it's, you know, the video team or, or Mike Keith and Amy Wells with the podcast and everything that they do and, and uh, our social team that does such good work and, and, and showing off all different facets of the organization. So it, it'll be a team effort. I'll, I'll sure I'll be pitching in and writing, uh, you know, writing some about it, but you know, there are other ways, you know, people, I, I think a lot of that stuff is more visual than it is written content. People mm-hmm. want to see, you know, the time lapse and see it, how it looks. They don't want to read about it as much as, uh, as they want to see progress and it's progress for this city. And, I'm excited about it. I'm looking forward to, uh, I'm not looking forward to 2027. I'm not going to wish three years of my life away waiting for this because I know what happens when you wish, wish those years away. It'll get here one way or the other and then I'll be three years older. And, uh, so it'll ha- it'll happen when it happens. It'll be fun to kind of watch it because I remember the old stadium coming up. And, mm-hmm. uh, that's how long I've been around Nashville native. I watched it come up from the ground and it's hard to believe now I'm getting ready to watch another one come up. Well, hopefully we don't get any tornadoes in the next three years. Oh, boy. You know? Yeah, we went through that. Just for the three of us, we remember that. Yeah, 98. Pretty crazy. Uh, one of our televisions. Yeah, I, mean, I bounced to that. Yeah, I, I bounced to that. I was at the Tennessee and them and bounced out of sports coverage in a hurry to head over to East Nashville and do stories mm-hmm. about people mm-hmm. that lost. Were you downtown at the Tennessee and when that happened? Because I was out. Uh, I was downtown t- earlier in the day. Okay. And then uh was certainly saw it i was on the outskirts of downtown when it came rolling through i know a lot of people that were in the building mm. at the tennessee which was pretty much a glass building yeah, yeah. there was an area downstairs that we'd go when a storm hit but uh it was a dangerous place to be man oh man man that's 
crazy. We can all we can all remember that day like it was yesterday. One of the televisions in our studio in our Strike and Spare Family Fun Center studio is the Dodgers and the Padres. I'm here to report to you, Jim. Uh, Dodgers up two one in the fifth. Two one in the fifth. Spring training. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and I'm excited. I'm excited about the season. It is. Funny. No, I can't imagine There's why. So much hype about <laughs> about their acquisition, and everything they've done, and then they you know they begin the preseason yesterday and they scored eight runs. Yeah. Before they made two outs, and <laughs> and, uh, and and the reality is it wasn't you know it wasn't Otani, it wasn't Freeman. It was a lot of guys that were playing that are probably not even going to be on the twenty five man roster uh, on opening day. But um, they you know are built to be successful. Uh, have really underachieved um, here. Should have more titles to show for it in this window that they've had. And uh, you know if it was up to me, I'd. I'd rather do it with the farm system but things have changed and uh and you know they've built a team that should win but i also built a team that's going to have a tremendous amount of pressure on it when uh the playoff starts and um it's kind of sad but i've seen 100 win teams and uh you know 118 you know win teams and Regular season has gotten to where it really doesn't mean. I'll still love turning those games on at night and still hoping they win a ton of games, but it really only matters what you do in uh, October. And uh, so, um, you know, this, this team will have to perform well when it really, really matters. Yeah, I.e., see the Braves last season. Mm-hmm. You know, that's mm-hmm. there you go. Exactly. Yes. exactly. Like the Braves, another team that they certainly dominant have, last have year in the regular season. Not just yeah. the current. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Not just currently, but back in the back mm-hmm. in the back in the day too. That that Glavin Smoltz, mm. um, you know that that stretch that that team sixteen straight divisions. Yeah, title. mercy, no yeah. doubt. Jimmy, Thanks, appreciate sir. your time. I didn't, ha- I didn't hate it. I didn't hate it. All my roommates were Braves <laughs> fans in college. I was a Dodger fan, and everybody in the world jumped on the bandwagon back then. And that's all I heard about. So believe me, I was. I, I didn't mind seeing seeing them uh, bow out yeah i didn't think you'd hate that jimmy <laughs> appreciate it as always have a great weekend uh and we'll be looking for your coverage in indianapolis at the combine thanks for doing this as always okay appreciate it i'll talk to y'all jim wyatt tennessee titans.com remember combine next week it's here mm-hmm. and then it'll be march and then you know it just it gets it goes fast the circle goes fast all right we're wide open the rest of the hour if you want to get involved in the show, 615-844-5600 is the phone line and the text line. More of the McFarland Show here on WNSR. Buyandtow.com. Get cash for junk cars. Do you have a vehicle that's become a problem? You can get cash in your hand today and your vehicle hauled away. They'll buy your vehicle no matter the condition.